we traveled to kashmir in 2012 after that i decided to go back at least three times but every time my plan failed i have been to ladakh but haven't been able to visit kashmir yet in today's episode i will take you through my memories and relationship with the kashmir travel and how it shaped and formed my uh, different types of you know political opinion about this disputed region of india and one of the most heavily uh, militarized uh, regions of the world uh, and yeah how things were basically so welcome to yet another podcast with modurima from orange wayfarer and in today's video today's podcast i am going to talk to you about kashmir and my trip back in 2012 with ghosh travels and why i emphasize on ghosh travels is because the way we travel now and the way we used to travel back in 2012 was so different you know when i was you know just remembering about this trip and the experiences i was just thinking i'm never going to do this trip again that's for sure and looking back now it's fun but at that time i don't know how i survived oh my god and any of you who has done this group tours especially with family back in 90s i think you guys will relate to so back in 2012 i was just one year old in my office like you know my career was one year old and i didn't have access to a smartphone i did have uh, or did i have a smartphone i think i had a smartphone but i didn't have access to internet or or maybe i wasn't that savvy at that time you know i though i was working for a tech company i didn't really google or look up about kashmir at that time or any information i was a blank st- uh, slate when i visited kashmir my only source of information about kashmir was from the movie rosa and a lot of information came from the fact that uh, my uncle had visited kashmir for honeymoon uh, that too in 85 86 i wasn't even born at that time so uh, there fond memories of kashmir and uh, which actually dates back to i think 15 years before 15 or no 25 years before to 20 12 and yeah basically that that's all that's all uh that's all we had in our mind as a resource we were like okay fine we would be traveling our stay and commute has been taken care of we would be given food also we will just have fun and shop a lot so shopping a lot was on my on my agenda at that time um it still is actually so what i did was basically i ensured i shop uh a lot of fabric and i did i saved the three months of salary and i spent all of it in kashmir i'll come to that later obviously um so yeah so uh, kashmir as i said of course it was an amazing and a thrilling travel experience thrilling because every two meters uh, we spotted an army an armed guard you know uh, and uh, an indian armed forces person with a uh, with a with an automatic rifle and uh, of course there were many tombs which uh, commemorated sadly an untimely death of 
a number of indian men and uh, looking at them oh my god my heart melted i mean you know there were people as young as 18 years old people as young as 19 years old and back then i think i was what i was 22 23 uh, yeah i think i was 22 23 yeah i was 23 years old and my brother was 18 years old at that time and of course it was it was it is very disturbing to see the young guys like that young guys being death in a battlefield and of course the world shouldn't be a place like that but it is sadly and uh, yeah i mean i i i i still feel very disturbed uh, uh, thinking about those uh, monuments you know um so that that was there so about kashmir um, i saw I, i sort of expected what to i sort of knew what to expect from the visuals of the movie rosa so this maniratnam directed uh, blockbuster movie would uh, and this sti- it still is uh, broadcasted on every uh, prajatantra divas republic day of india so on 26th of january every year so yeah that that, that <laughs> that's how uh, and rosa was I, i think rosa was shot somewhere in europe if not shimla but yeah there would be snow and then there would be devda trees and pine trees and mountains and it is the ultimate uh, zenith of any romantic experience so we know that uh, and after that as rosa I, i think i watched rosa back in 1995 yeah i mean before my, even before my brother was born um 495 like that it was the first movie that i had watched and i remember when the day rosa was uh, premiered on national television we i think the first time we were in bakura and uh, our family would wrap up all the task that day uh, by afternoon because uh, on sunday afternoon rosa would be premiered so premiered so every task would be done by 11 or 12 uh, pm and uh, everybody would gather in front of the tv and they will watch rosa so the first time they um, we saw it i didn't really i didn't get it you know quote and quote then the second time i saw it in behala with my dida with my grandmother and that time i sort of grasped the idea okay there there is violence and then there is a love story the love story part stayed with me and uh, for the longest time i thought i will marry a guy and i will romance the, uh, with that guy somewhere some somewhere in kashmir and stuff like that so you know the, i i think i was 5 years old at that time and then um, uh, then the war happened you know kargil war sometime in 90 i think 99 98 99 and i don't remember it very well but i remember picking up the newspaper one day in the morning and reading up about this indian army men who somehow got uh, um, caught by the pakistan army and his body was mutilated and he was returned back and uh, there was a vivid description and oh my god i remember that was shocking that was truly truly shocking and it was uh, it was a written description of course there was no picture and i remember asking dida that why why did they do it and then the next thing was um, and dida dida tried to you know console me and she was like no they make up a lot of things don't don't trust everything but but yeah i mean now i know why she said that she was trying to save me from the horror of uh, news 
and sadly she can't do that now anymore i hope i wish she could and um, the next uh, horror uh, that is vivid in my memory is from sri lanka there was this guy whose headless body was uh, um, i think he he pressed a bomb and he was a um, he was a self uh, suicide bomber you know and uh, his head was at one place and his body was at one place and his head there was a picture on the headlines with his body and oh my god i couldn't eat for days after seeing that ore babare i mean you know i'm i'm still so overwhelmed thinking about it i wish no child has to see that while uh, growing up but 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 then again i was in kakata and my childhood was a lot uh, privileged compared to a uh, number of regions now i know that i sort of grew up in a uh, rather uh, stable political zone and that means a lot anyway so um visiting kashmir was um was a paramount experience and we were to take up this night train uh, to jammu tawai we would reach jammu after uh, two days of journey and um, from jammu we would do a road trip to srinagar now from jammu to srinagar that is one of the most stunning road trips of the world if it's just not india i mean it's that beautiful it's so you can also do um, nowadays there is there is a ro- rail road i guess i mean uh, one of the brother of one brother of one of my friends he worked for that uh, project by shapurji and now it's uh, connected by rail road but uh, back then there was the only way to go was either you would fly directly to srinagar or you take the road trip the road trip was amazing it was just so we we had uh, hired uh, so we again uh, let me just introduce uh, traveling uh, the uh, quicks of traveling with ghosh travel so um, back in the days there were many multiple travel agencies uh, kundu special remains the most uh, famous and favored of them but it is quite a task to secure a seat with kundu special they are they charge you a premium price and they get filled up from the starting of the day like the day they announce of their travel dates their seats are filled so we we had to settle for ghosh travels um, and ghosh travels i don't know if they're still there but uh, back at that time ghosh travels were they were decently famous i mean you know there were two ways you could uh, book your travel you could either uh, go to the tourism office directly which my dad did once when we were traveling in himachal pradesh otherwise you can sign up for one of these tourist agencies um, i don't think at that time there were all these aggregators and all where you can book and plan your trip or i don't know i mean you know honestly at that time i didn't take charge it's mostly my dad who did all that and um, he signed up for ghost travels as he deemed fit and uh, ghost travels were uh, in 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 short they sucked 
<laughs> I will explain why and how they sucked. Now, after all these years, 12 hours down the line, I don't have any more bitterness. I just look back and I'm like, oh my god, I survived that uh, travel, that trip. But uh, to be very honest, uh, yeah, it was so funny. It was very, very funny uh, traveling with Ghosh Travels, to be honest. Um, so they would only serve you i don't know how they manage but they would serve you match bhat fish and rice even at the top of himalaya i don't know how they would do that they used to they, so in the crew of ghosh travels there would be a thakur a ranna thakur a cook a bengali cook who would cook you rice dal sabzi and fish curry which is very important and they, he will also ensure that your meal is ended with on a sweet note there would be a dessert and ideally a bengali dessert I I don't know how he managed to do that he used to wake up at 3 in the morning and would cook and then will uh, put the food on 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 the on the car alongside a uh, luggage and that's how we would travel yeah i mean that that was amazing coming to think of it and he would sleep all all the way okay and like he would just take the middle seat somewhere he's like just let me sit seat and sleep i mean i don't care about window window seat take whatever you want to take he, he would be like that <laughs> so he was, he was a very nice very sweet guy and um uh, ghosh travels just gave us just one place to stay i mean you know it's just it's not even a hotel <laughs> per se they were not even homestay don't think there is a homestay some kind of shady place he, they would arrange for us only at uh, srinagar the place had uh, decent facilities and when i'm talking about decent facilities i'm basically talking about hot water and electricity otherwise every other place they had the park at the bathroom sucked or there was mostly uh, no supply of hot water forget about washroom on the road that system was just not there so yeah i remember uh, after 12 days uh, when i reached uh, the railway station again i took i mean i don't know if i can say this but i took a dump <laughs> Oh my god the railway bathroom and i was so happy and i think at that time mamta banerjee was the railway minister and i was thanking her for making uh, the <laughs> bathroom indian style oh my god okay fine i'm not going to ex- explain more of that but you get the hint okay you get the drift i mean it was a task to go to washroom the entire trip of kashmir but anyway that didn't take away anything from the entire trip it was such an amazing place kashmir was and i'm pretty sure it still is that when i came back to the plain land i would think about kashmir for days you know for days and i would be like oh my god uh, what a beautiful place i had been to and i i remember my dad bought a camera before we um it was a digital camera uh, not dslr it's a point and shoot basic camera and uh, uh, he took it um, we took it along my brother mostly used it and i didn't even shoot anything i don't have much picture from uh, this place but um, i don't have many a picture from kashmir but i i still have them vivid in my memory so yeah that was there now um coming coming to the travel plan so we we reached uh, jammu uh, 
through jammu tawai express the next morning we started for um, srinagar is really early in the morning we started and that road trip as i said it's amazing we stopped and rode and again uh, the cook had a beautiful spread for us we went into the woods okay there are woods in the surround the surrounding areas uh, with dense dense wood and my brother and i were wandering and of course we were using it as washroom if i can say that and suddenly all of a sudden an armed guard came out he was a, of course a part of indian army he was a sardar ji and uh, i won't say we were scared but we were taken aback a bit you know like okay so we had traveled before that but we never really knew uh, how it is like to meet an armed person especially a man with a gun uh, on the road we had never met anyone like that before and looking at him you know this per- army personnel and he's a, he's a very smart guy he's a very tall guy and you know he he's strong you look at him and you you can feel that sense of power okay and he was i think he was solitary there and he saw us people from mainland and he um, i'm pretty sure he wouldn't come out for a kashmiri like that but because we were from outside he wanted to meet us you know meeting people it's a beautiful thing and he wanted to meet us and we were taken back and i remember we spoke with him we we told him we were from calcutta and we were going to kashmir and all and he was smiling i remember his smile and i hope he's fine to day you know 12 years down the line i mean uh, in case you are listening to this podcast by any chance if you remember meeting a, a girl and her brother uh, 12 years back somewhere oh, in kashmir please get back to me i mean yeah i mean i would I, it it would be so amazing you know it would be so amazing and uh, yeah and then th- then we again boarded the bus and it's it's not a bus it was a tt tempo traveler and um the car took to the road again and we, the, there were winds which caressed our hair and face and then suddenly my brother's like see nani there is a sniper and that again is another you know i i keep saying this there are thrills there are amazing beautiful nature yes kashmir is and i will i'm hoping to stop using this word again and again this beautiful it's beautiful you all know kashmir is a slice of paradise and it is i mean even after uh, all these years of disruptions and war and what not a civil war basically kashmir remains a beautiful place nature is present there in abundance but i'll try to highlight the thrills and you know human lives as i had seen even from a very touristy trip as i remember it um so there, there was a sniper and um, i wouldn't have you know i couldn't pinpoint but i think my brother had camera or binocular i don't exactly remember but he he could pinpoint and he showed me seen any there is a there is a sniper and that again there are burden valley and river bed at one side and then there is mountain and then the mountain goes up and it becomes arid and you suddenly sp- spot a sniper 
oh my god i mean why but yeah i mean that's that's i think there lies the there lies the melancholy of kashmir and we on en route we also crossed this place called banihal it's it's a small village settlement a lot of people stay there and i remember seeing this small child a small woman a small girl ch- children who were all wearing hijab i think they were 4 5 years old and they were all uh, covered up which was kind of uh, i mean i had never seen something like that before so i remember that and then how do i explain this thing so kashmiris are really hospitable people they're really nice they are proud people and everything i mean they're amazing okay but at the same time this uh, they want azadi they have a dissent they have a voice of their own and they have their own opinion which doesn't really uh, align with what people from mainland india think and i think i sh- must address this if i don't then it would be hypocrisy it it, it won't be complete until and unless i address this so i somehow i felt on a, on an individual level the connect was there i could see their pain they could see our pain they were ready to n- not my pain but they they could see my curiosity they were eager to show us their pride which is their culture their heritage they were eager to treat us to kahwa warm cup of milk um tea but at the same time they wanted the message to come across that they do not belong to my idea of india they were very vocal about it and i'll come to that later so um yeah so that again you know at banihal um i remember these people gazing at us and then um i won't say they were hostile but there was intense bitterness in those eyes and it's just not me even my dad could identify that you see look at the eyes and that is not how people look at you when you are traveling in or even outside the country um they sort of uh, now that i look back i kind of felt that they through that i said there was an act of othering oh you came oh you are not from this part you're not from this area we all know that we are not part from this area of course we're not but um it is very difficult to put that into words um if somebody looks at you like that uh, you do not feel welcome and if you don't feel welcome um you still continuing with that journey to a certain extent um if i can discount the idea of uh, border and nation and state and stuff like that it sort of feels humiliating and uh, i won't lie at certain places in kashmir it did feel feel like that and i could sense it even um back in 2012 i was not creating any travel content then then it it's an honest account so this as an individual level of course i understand their politics now i understand them better and i understand the reason of betterness but uh, back at that time it was a bit of okay like that 
so after banihar we cross this 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 really long dark tunnel i think it's called jahar tunnel and this tunnel was there to ensure that uh, supply is never cut to armed forces and how heavily uh, militarized kashmir is you will understand as and when you enter srinagar so we started at 5:36 in the morning and we reached srinagar at 6 in the evening and everything was shut down would you believe that i come from calcutta which is still not a party city at, at least in 2012 it was not a party city at all but at 6:30 there is pin drop silence i can't imagine that even in bakura which is my you know ancestral home which is actually a village town but uh, kashmir was so, uh, so after sunset there is usually there is curfew and a lot of rules and regulations and not many people uh, venture out on the road after sunset so that was there i remember seeing a few bakery shops and that's it um suddenly uh, there was sunset and suddenly everything every light was cut off and um it was dark and all so we reached we reached the hotel it was at the hinterlands of dal lake um in the next two weeks we were there for two weeks we would check out all the typical touristy things that you can do in kashmir which is really again uh, repeating myself really beautiful so you go to uh, gandola ride you go to gulmarg take the gandola ride check you take the road to sonmarg it's an amazing road trip check you uh, do this um, uh, sikara shikara boat ride on dal lake check you stay at homestay uh, sorry shikara stay um, houseboat stay check then you go to pahalgaon you go to aru valley you take the pony ride you wear a firang and take a picture with all the silver jewelry you pose as ochaat sar roshan chehra the typical bollywood song and everything you know you do all those things you go to since we were there in april we also visited the tulip garden and so everything so yeah everything is checked okay we did all of them and in between all of this I mean I'm not elaborating on them more because I'm pretty sure if you're planning a trip to Kashmir you would be looking up on blogs and you will read what are the things there are checklists on what to do what not to do what is a typical itinerary I'm not getting into all those things I'll tell you about the human stories that I found there and at this moment at least I remember four to five of such stories um So there is this one time um as i said we were staying at the hinterland of um hinterland of dal lake and so of course there is a marine ride of mom mumbai type road in srinagar which is beautiful lit up and all by dal lake and that's the tourist area but dal lake is huge if you go to the shiva temple um it's on top of a hill from there you will actually get a 360 degree view of entire valley and from that you will see dal lake goes through i mean then there are mountains sorry there there are like narrow lens so this water is like the waterway is like road you know actually it's it's a lake in the middle but the water system is interconnected beyond the lake and then there are some land mass and again then there is water of course shikara is a way of living in kashmir it has to be so uh, we saw that 
and we were staying in one of those hinterland or one of the hinterlands of the waterway of dal lake and next to our hotel there was a small shop a uh, small garment shop this by a kashmiri guy who had opened this shop recently and a few people will sit on the road and they would be selling um, all this jewelry you know this turquoise jewelry i later saw them in ladakh also look really beautiful so um, and they would be uh, making jewelry from stones and selling them so <laughs> i remember visiting uh, this garment shop and buying almost every last piece of salwar kameez he had and the best of them i still have them after all this year seven years and the curry work it's amazing it is just stunning you sh- when you are traveling to kashmir you should buy at least two things one is actually three things you must buy saffron from kashmir it doesn't come any cheap but it is worth buying kashmir saffron in kashmir uh, then you should also buy this um, curry work okay salwar kameez in curry work or shawl in curry work then of course you should have a pashmina weave in your closet i mean it is one of the most stunning thing you can ever give to yourself it is a collector's item try to buy a pashmina shawl from one of the a real one okay and the price starts only from 14 15000 i guess and it's worth it you touch it you understand how this thing is it's actually derived from the uh, furs of a mountain goat which is endemic to this region and it is so beautiful it is it is it has gi indicator i guess and it should have it is one of the finest finest thing there in out there in the world of fashion i would say so i i remember visiting this uh, shop every day in the in the evening we were there in kashmir for 3 4 days i guess and we would uh, visit this shop every every day in the evening uh, my mother and me and my brother would also come and while we will bargain with him and shop my brother would read everything like even the last uh, the P- last month's plan also he checked and he was like i remember he said in bengali he said that see he had only earned um, he had only made 5000 in revenue last month so do not haggle with him do not bargain with him I pay him whatever he is asking for and my mother would be like just go to your hotel room i am not going to shop here if you are going to be present there <laughs> like that but yeah i mean <laughs> that was funny i mean you know how uh, things evolved at that time and uh, so yeah that that i i remember this man very vividly and um, there were um, there is this place called lal chowk in srinagar from where you can shop too lal chowk is one place where most of the protests take place it is also the place where um, a lot of tourist hot spots is there so many people go to lal chowk to shop i would say uh, avoid skip lal chowk if you are staying in one of those places like where we were staying and the hotel we were say, staying is basically it doubles as a hospital during off season and it becomes a hotel only during tourist season so that was there that was really funny how people adapt to you know trying and demanding situation uh, i remember that 
then uh, one oh, i i also remember visiting this lal chowk okay this place and uh, uh, by an auto and uh, we, i was looking for this light this lamp and it is actually made of walnut wood and uh, i i think i saw a picture and i wanted a lamp similar to that and i asked around and this this guy who wanted to take me to one of those narrow alleys to show that lamp and my dad would not want to go in he's like whatever you have to buy buy it from the main street why do you have to go inside some you know some random place and i would go and my mother would also go you know anywhere for shopping and my dad was so bitter but he followed us he had to and i and now i understand the reason of being scared but at that time i was just hunting for a lamp and there's this man who is saying he has that lamp and he actually had it but what i saw is a lot of shops are closed at lal chowk but there are people around if you're asking for stuff they will take you inside and show you and their shop which is actually in one of the alleys is stuffed with beautiful stunning spectacular pieces of artwork but it's just not out there for uh, people to show because you know uh, you never know when and how protests erupt and what is the repercussion on your shop especially if it is very well stocked up um so that was that was a very sad um realization when i saw the shop inside you know um So, yeah i mean it it just you know it hurts my heart to think about uh, a place that beautiful and people that uh, hard working and honest and arty to uh, sort of undergo that kind of hardship for politics and it's seemingly endless to be honest so yeah that that was there then i remember visiting hazrat bal mosque hazrat bal mosque is famous because it has uh, it is said it uh, contains it stores one strand of hair by hazrat mohammed the um, the spiritual leader i mean the rasul of islam I, if i can say that so what we say dharma pracharak in uh, bangla so he um, his hair is kept there and it's one of the most uh, pertinent pertinent places of worship in in the whole of kashmir so uh, you enter hazrat bal mosque and there are very um, you know there are distinct places for men and women so men will go inside and women will take a turn and uh, they cannot go inside the sanctum of the mosque but there is one place which is uh, which is guarded for women you can go there so and then there are jali work on that side of the wall from which at least in 2012 it was there and my mother was trying to look inside and she was trying to find some kind of statue or something you know because so before that i don't think she had ever entered any mosque neither did i um in kolkata no we never really entered any mosque we never never de- really entered i i haven't entered any mosque till date in kolkata in delhi i did jama and of course now for travels i have but uh, back at that time no i didn't so my mother did my mother did this she was like uh, what do you could say in bengali ati pati kore khoja 
she was trying to find something inside and she couldn't see something and i i could see the i could read the disappointment in her face that she was about to say why there is there isn't something inside like she can't imagine a place of worship that doesn't have anything inside <laughs> so the thing is in your mind and uh, we i i also remember seeing a number of women who were crying like they were wailing you know they were wailing and it was heartbreaking to hear and i i still i i still they they wailing they cry still rings on my ear i mean i don't know what happened to her or how and what happened exactly but yeah she was crying like she was crying so hard it was it was it was very sad um so yeah that's there then i i remember um stopping by this place and then there was this guy who was drinking some kind of tea and i think they stopped for oil or some reason okay the car stopped for some reason and i saw him drinking kahwa and i was like oh my god are you drinking kahwa i i showed some interest and they were more than happy to you know welcome me and my brother of course my brother would always follow me wherever i was uh, they were more than welcome us to uh, they were more than ready to welcome us to include in that small tea party and it's like no it's all right thank you and no it's okay drink tea drink tea and yeah that was the first time i drank kahwa otherwise most of my trip was all about um, eating that rice and fish and i'm not complaining eating rice and fish it's quite a privilege but yeah we didn't try any not a single local delicacy and this is so weird to think of it i mean really i can't imagine traveling that like that now like you don't eat local food then why are you even traveling but yeah, that time that's how it happened and then i i remember visiting pehalgaon okay and pehalgaon was nice but the best place that we had visited in uh, kashmir was definitely aru valley oh my god what a place you haven't seen anything in kashmir until and unless you have seen aru valley it's that beautiful so we uh, visited aru valley and we were like fine um if this is um so we we couldn't really stay there we we came back and then uh, i think we made it early made back early so at that time also in 2012 there was a mild earthquake in himalaya i think there was an earthquake somewhere in kashmir also it's very mild no i know okay there was an earthquake in calcutta and we got the news and we were very skeptical about traveling you know ghost travels all of them were bengali and they were scared no 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 if there is an earthquake in calcutta the whole of himalaya will shake and i remember wherever we went we had to we used to pack up so early like we went to gulmarg and we didn't do the gondola ride because there was a long queue and kolkata shook and they just wanted to come down to kashmir i mean srinagar <laughs> it's like that so same thing happened at aru valley also and we came back and in pehalgaon things were a bit i don't know i mean bit uh, things were not in order really i mean there was no hard there was no hot water in the hotel there was no light it was it was it was it was hectic pehalgaon so my parents they went to sleep and my brother and i we went out to explore the village town it's it's a touristy place a lot of restaurants are there but they were closed but then there were a few local food joints okay and then there was this guy who was uh, making kebabs 
and of course we go stand in front of them we were like what are you and before that i was like to my brother i had already said will you be eating beef and he was like yes yes i will eat beef and then we go to this place and we're like what are you guys what are you cooking and this guy looked at us nonchalantly he's like these people are not going to eat my meat and he's like this is buddy guy buddy guy is beef so i look at my brother this is beef and my brother he he didn't answer anything he just walked back and like dude at least reply no <laughs> so i know that was so weird that was very very weird but yes after that we went to this place one more uh, small restaurants for restaurant was there it was closed down but we went there and we told them we want to eat yakni and they prepared yakni for us i think we waited for what half an hour to 40 minutes but they prepared yakni and they served us um, we didn't eat there we packed it and came back to our hotel room and we ate it there and it was nice it was very nice so that's the only place where we tried some local cuisine um, we didn't know better we didn't know how to try gustaba or dista we didn't go to kareems in srinagar now if i go make up i mean now if i go back to kashmir i'll definitely do all those things and a lot more information is out there available uh, back at that time we didn't but yeah in kashmir even in 2012 a lot of tourists were visiting but yet still their restaurant business was not thriving i mean that tourism scene was thriving but restaurants were mostly operating on you order first and then we will cook there was no readily no meal was readily available like it is in bangalore and calcutta in calcutta you ask for biryani and you get it i think in one minute you don't get uh biryani in kashmir like that i remember uh, ordering biryani in gulmarg at one place and oh my god we, we i think we waited for 2 hours before the biryani came and we were like there was a um, people in the car they had already protested no we are not going to wait here we have to go down and stuff like that oh my god which is exactly the reason why you shouldn't be traveling with ghost travels again so yeah all those those memories come rushing back and then there were we bought a number of almond and saffron and uh, locals were amazing uh, i think in in on dal lake we were of course doing the shikara ride and they took us to a, a floating market which is basically tourist trap we bought a few shawl this shawl wala he could speak to us in bengali so he used to frequent calcutta uh, every summer or every winter i think he would come to calcutta with uh, shawl uh, on his shoulder shoulder and he would be selling them i don't think they do it now anymore but even when i was studying in school in 20 2005 and 6 i had seen people uh, with shaler bosta a sack of shawl on their shoulder and uh, kashmiri people they look distinct and they walk around i mean they look distinct is not the right way i mean every state of india uh, people from every state of india look distinct so yeah that 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 is the 
true the right way to put it but yeah i mean um, they would walk around the whole of uh, calcutta the streets of calcutta and they would be selling selling shawls which was which was really uh, nice and this guy said um, yeah he had been a part of that legacy and he could speak bengali so <laughs> that was that was amazing and uh, i remember uh, there were there were two i mean two uh, kind of uh, you know um, kind of uh, experiences one was when we were skiing um skiing or something like that i think we were renting uh, boots um and we were at sonmarg and then there was this guy who was um, i think the, he charged 150 rupees and we said 120 rupees and we were bargaining and this guy suddenly said no hamara place hai idhar kyu aaye ho like it's our place why are you here and we were like what and then it could have escalated but people came join and you know things just got things mellowed down quickly so and we rented the boot from him only we zeroed in on a price and all so that was this uh, that's another thing wherever we went gulmarg shonmarg or any place we had to rent jackets and we had to rent boots and that was also a very big what i understand is a big um, business in kashmir uh, renting out all these accessories so i don't know if it is still the case because now people can buy all these things very easily but at that time i remember wearing this uh, uh, coat this woolen coat oh my god it was so warm and it was very nice actually and yeah it's really good and uh, one more thing was um, the uh, next time was uh, there was this place uh, i think my mother was buying some almonds and uh, this guy uh, was uh, the seller asked how how do you like this place uh, and of course we were like yeah yeah and we were on our way back by that time it's beautiful it's beautiful and all and my mother said it's beautiful but you really need to take care of hygiene and my mother had seen all these small places in pahalgaon you know so what i understand is because water is a scarce resource in these places um, their hygiene or um, cleanliness is not at as par um, as if i can say kolkata even though uh, i have seen north kolkata and it's alleys and dirty as fuck to be honest but yeah i mean pahalgaon excelled on that level too so scaled higher on the on on dirtiness so my mother actually mentioned that and this shopkeeper he got offended is like no how can you say that this is slice of paradise everyone who comes here says that you're like yeah yeah right no 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 as <laughs> like ma please don't but i mean you know so people are really really proud kashmiri people are very proud and they should be of obviously i i think if somebody says that about calcutta i'll also be a little offended though i know it's it's dirty i know what's dirty what's clean now because i have traveled far and wide but when i haven't and i have been a local uh, for the longest time i would i would frown yeah so <laughs> that 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 was there and um 
yeah overall kashmir was a very very uh, dramatic memory in my eyes a lot of army we met i mean every every stop on the road there was army there was heavily armed guards there were army men we never saw any shelling we never saw any gunfight we never saw any kind of jittery or any kind of political agitation at that time but in 2012 everyone in kashmir used to listen to peace tv and zakir naik and i did too and you know listening to zakir naik it really actually triggered me so many times i mean i remember at that time sania mirza was playing and he was like why is she wearing half a skirt or half pant she she should be wearing a track pant something like that and i was like who the hell is he to talk about but we saw everyone i mean almost all the houses we could see especially at pehelgaon people were listening to him um, so you know with all their mind and heart and soul and so yeah that that guy did have an influence back at that time and a few years back zakir naik has been banned uh, with um, close uh, connection to isis and all and now he is not even living in india i mean he is wanted in india but he has taken refuge in malaysia now but yeah i when that happened i sort of remembered um, peace tv and his uh, preaches in kashmir that's the first time i saw him and i remember coming back and i used to uh, find uh, look up zakir naik even from calcutta and uh, try and decipher what kind of supreme and why was the basis of his supremest messages um but yeah that was there that truly is uh, the as far as i will go when i'm going to talk about politics but uh, yeah i mean that that was that was about it i mean uh, <laughs> i i i if i am to take this trip again i will definitely do this but i won't eat rice and fish every day no uh, neither i will be going for um, this uh, um group tours anymore and i will uh, skip srinagar i'll probably stay there for one day but i will uh, spend more time in pehelgaon and i will definitely camp at aru valley because that's the closest you can come to nature and i'll do that and i would uh, prefer to travel uh, when this is when the uh, season is of uh, apple blossom we saw a lot of apple tree blossoming this this white flowers and they look so stunning uh, but we didn't see any apple you know that only happens i think in uh, september yeah august september that's when the apple start to grow so it's basically winter fruit and yeah so that that's there that's about it guys and i will come back to you with another episode from one of my old travel stories sometime soon and oh one more thing if you're planning a trip to kashmir try to uh, plan it around autumn the colors are really beautiful during autumn you don't trust me look up um, instagram look up kashmir through my lens instagram uh, this thing uh, page you can also look up uh, in uh, Ch- chandroma 86 her um uh, instagram page on Kash- on 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 kashmir and oh my god the autumn colors are stunning and that's saying nothing about them to be honest 
so yeah i'll end it here and i'll come back to you guys with another episode of another travel story till then hasta la vista stay healthy stay safe